We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Day. It's at the Lamb Shows. You can find me. My guy, A-Double. What up? August is here. Train camp is here. Headlines every 15 minutes. Yep. People freaking out over little things. <laughs> Not in my case. Co- coaches treating players like it's high school. I don't know, but it's August. Oh. It's an AFC South preview, but... We all record this on a Tuesday, August 3rd to be exact. And uh, the Giants were in the headlines a lot today. I want to know what the fuck I did to deserve this. But it's not just you. It's a, the Giants got one of the biggest fan bases. Oh, man. Yo, it is. They are such a. F- like, it has been a nightmare, bro, since they won the Super Bowl. And I know I'm complaining about them winning a Super Bowl. I get it. It's right? a decade now, or about to be a decade. Yeah, this year it'll be a decade oh, since man. that 2011 season. Eli Manning is getting inducted into the Ring of Honor. Oh, Congrats, Easy E, my guy. But man, it has been a disaster since. I've went on record so many times talking about the first round picks that have not resigned, uh-huh. or we resign them to big money. We pay the first year of the contract, then we trade them away. JPP, Odell, the same thing. Mm-hmm. I believe the first year that Cleveland got Odell, the Giants paid like, I think Cleveland that first year paid like $600,000 because the Giants paid the rest of that. So you have that. You have the uh, Eli Apple departure. You have fucking DeAndre Baker gets felony gun charges. He gets Eric cut. Eric Flowers being Eric Flowers. Uh I tried to forget about him. Evan Ingram can't catch a pass on third down. The Daniel Jones saga. It's just, you know, four head coaches in in the last seven years. It's just been so bad. And today, today, first day of pads and camp, a brawl breaks out. Joe Judge is treating the team like a high school football team. Uh, We were supposed to save this for the other pod, so you'll probably hear this twice. 
but I can't. I can't do this. Yeah, because we want Daniel to- Jones, the starting quarterback, at the bottom of the fucking pile too. Hey, he's used to be at the bottom of the pile, considering how many times he's fumbled over the past two seasons. So he, you know, he's getting ready, all warmed up to. Oh, we didn't even mention Galladay pulls a hamstring, the same hamstring that kept him out for See, like. I really like games. Kenny Galladay. So that bumps me. <laughs> it's uh, anyway. You know, we're we're doing the AFC South preview, and <laughs> you're really upset about the Giants, but I bet Colt fans are feeling even worse right now. You want to talk about a franchise that already seems to be cursed. They lose their, I'm not going to say franchise quarterback, but hopefully improved quarterback, and then you're all pro left guard from what seems to be 5 to 12 weeks, which I never heard before. I never heard an injury, injury be described as 5 to 12 weeks. That is a long time period. Yeah. So one month to three months, it's just, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, five, usually here like six to 12. Or eight to 12. Yeah, eight to 12. Four to six is yeah, very common I don't know too. anything about this five to 12. It doesn't make any sense. And when it comes to foot surgery too, I have a hard time believing five weeks for foot surgery. So, But anyway, yeah, as much as you're upset about the Giants, I think right now the most outraged franchise has to be, or outraged fan base has to be Colt fans because season preseason hasn't even started and they're already scrambling what about texans fans they've been hopeless for over a year right but does anyone know what's happening with watson no i don't think the nfl knows what's happening with nfl doesn't know team doesn't know uh reporters don't know fans no one knows no one no. knows right the houston texans right now as we speak have a four win total a four-win total in a 16-game season, Allen, is historically low. Mm-hmm. There's 17 games this year. If you look at the roster, pretty understandable. <laughs> to me, despite how bad that roster is, that is a big indication that Watson's not going to play this year. Mm-hmm. I think Watson is in that category of a guy who... Him alone, I think you mentioned it on a recent pod, or it might have been it might have been when we were at the bar the other night about Russell Wilson alone being good for two to three wins a year that no other quarterback can get. Right. right? Like he's I might have not put that worded that correctly, but he's a quarterback that pulls games out of his ass that a lot of other quarterbacks don't. Mm-hmm. So where the Seahawks end up being an 11-win team. They really should be an 8-win team, but they got that rust factor that allows them to get those 2 to 3 extra wins. Right. I think Watson, Mahomes, Rodgers, and we're talking about the cream of the crop because of their playmaking. Yeah. I do I would even throw Lamar Jackson in there too. Yeah. You know what's crazy though about Watson? I'm not trying to take away anything from him because he's obviously he's a phenomenal talent. It seemed like games last year, it wasn't because of him. Like I think he kept Houston competitive. I think they lost a lot of one-score games last year, and he was a big reason why. But it seemed like on those final possessions, particularly games against the Colts, I remember, Titans, like the crazy fumble would happen, interception or something botched would happen. Like The Texans lost a decent amount of close games last year, and I think a large part became it was because of Deshaun Watson's performances. But that's why I'm not sure if I'm playing on the rust level yet because I don't think he's necessarily won Houston games. But that's not really an indictment on him. That's more an indictment on how bad the roster is. But it's just to me, Houston's been hopeless ever since they traded Nuke Hopkins. Like that Nuke Hopkins trade will forever be one of the worst moves. And I just I don't know how 
fans have been optimistic since because like you know, look what happened the whole bill o'brien saga and then they couldn't get head coach like i had no idea i was looking today lovey smith's their defensive coordinator i that might be the most low-key hire i think i've ever seen yeah remember uh last year when will fuller got popped for peds it turned out that brian cushing was like the strength and conditioning coach like, like how like you're talking about the poster boy for pd usage like come on yo they lost eight games by one score or less that's what i'm saying i'm like dude they had a lot of close games last year yeah and i'm not I'm, like i said i don't want to put the, some of those close losses on watson even because i think some of them were freak turnovers but it's like you look at their roster. It certainly wasn't defense keeping them in games. It was because Watson was throwing 300 and throwing two or three touchdowns a game. Bro, it's – man, I'm such a big fan of his. Like, I'm talking about the football player here too. Like, the football player, he's fantastic. I, I really think that if I had an open draft to build a franchise for the next five to ten years, after Mahomes, I'm probably taking him. Yeah, Probably. I think it's up there. I want to see how Herbert progresses. I want to see how Allen progresses. Right, right, I think right, right now, right. finished product, you have to put Watson there. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I thought, la- you know, last year, I just say you know twice in like mm-hmm. four seconds, but Watson had an amazing statistical season, his best ever, and he lost his number one wide receiver, who he had tremendous fucking chemistry with. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to Maldo. Shout out Maldo, man. He's a fan of VM for a very long time now. And I believe it was either in a DM or in a Twitch stream how, you know, I like to go to fan bases because I don't know exactly everything that's happening in Denver or in Houston Mm -hmm. or Cleveland. So I like talking to, to fans sometimes that are rational because you can learn a lot about those right. teams. Like, I always come to you when it comes to anything NFC South right. and with the Falcons. The famous story when we show up to the pool in PA and I'm like, yo, Falcons, <laughs> NFC title game. You're like, well, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. Let me yeah, have a drink and, first. And someone <laughs> gave me a cup of gummy bears. I don't know what they put in those gummy bears. But even then, I was still level-headed <laughs> enough to realize, no, the Falcons will not be very good this year. <laughs> so, so I'm talking to Maldo and he was like, dude, what you said on the pod about Hopkins was absolutely right. Yeah. Watson and Hopkins would do Chevy commercials, you know, those local commercials together. Mm-hmm. And they would do Dunkin' Donuts and all this other shit. And there were never any reports of Hopkins complaining about the ball. There being a rift between the two of them. Maybe you get rid of that, dude. They were the kings. They were fantastic. Yeah. That connection was... You finally got to see Hopkins perform at a level that we all knew he could get to when he finally had a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So you get rid of that guy. O'Brien gets fired halfway through the season. Not even halfway through no, the season. Oh, they're 0-4 and he got yeah, fired. Yeah, real quick, they yeah. let him go. They're like, enough's enough of this. And this dude put up a monster season. He loses Wolf Fuller. He has uh, Randall Cobb, right? He has yeah. uh, Brandon Cooks, who was always a concussion away from probably retiring. Wiley had a very good year. Very good year. Yeah, very good year. Because he stayed healthy. Yeah, nobody watched it, but he, he pumped numbers. So you look at all these things that Watson dealt with, and he was always in shootouts, right? 42-36, These are shootouts that he's in. And he's able to keep the games close. Eight games decided. They lost all eight, but by one possession or less. Now, I'm looking at a quarterback like that and how much shit is around him. And he still put up a career season. That's why I say, outside of Mahomes, that's the guy that I would pick. Right. He's a 2020 
this decade kind of QB. Absolutely. And he's very durable outside yeah. of that 2017. And he's which and, which he got hurt yeah, in practice, at practice, yeah. right? And this isn't an injury that he picked up because yeah. you know he's he's very smart and he avoids big hits. Mm-hmm. He always slides, runs out yeah. of bounds, the whole nine. And Houston's notorious for having bad offensive lines. Like that pass pro is usually pretty Low average. Well, so. from from day one, didn't yeah. David Carr get sacked like eighty five times or some shit? Hey, hey, they had a couple good years where Aaron Foster was running. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shab, Atlanta's yeah. finest. Good old Matt Shab. But uh, yeah, just I think if you want to look, like, I remember when we were doing preview policy, like the most hopeless team in the NFL last year. I thought it was the Jets. I think this year it's the Texans. I can't find anything to be excited about with them. Because because to me. Well, it's 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 inevitable. Watson's gonna get suspended. Like I remember when the whole Greg Hardy saga was happening. He played one game and then they suspended him for the rest of the season after that. Yeah. Now, do you think he gets traded or suspended first? Oh, absolutely suspended. No team straight. Think about all the draft capital you have to go up for a guy who you don't know how much time he's gonna miss. You don't know what the ramifications and consequences of this is gonna be. Yeah, if you. If you look at what Stafford went for, mm-hmm. Watson is probably five first-round yeah. picks and players. And you look, you look at the organizations I'd be interested in, Miami, Philadelphia. They're very savvy when it comes to trades. I don't think they're going to pull the trigger that quickly. You know, both organizations, okay, they're not, they've made their mistakes. But for most of all, I think both of them, uh, they kind of know how to wheel and deal when it comes to trades. If you were a GM, would you make a move for Watson? Absolutely not. Too uncertain, right? Just need more information. Yeah, it's 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 a lot too. Also, not even what you're giving up as a franchise, just uh, the the reputation of your franchise, mm-hmm. the 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 baggage that is going to come with that. You really, we don't really know what the consequences are going to be. We're talking about 24 civil cases. We know 24 is an absurd number, but now these is like real actions, and it's been lingering on and. For all we know, it's like there's a lot of validity to this. You know, it looked innocent until proven guilty, obviously. But just based on what's been transpiring the past few months, it's hard to feel optimistic about it. Like, to me, there's going to be a severe punishment for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Now, can you look at it from the flip side of a maybe you can buy low on Watson? Or do you think the asking price doesn't change? I think after the DeAndre Hopkins thing, Houston's not buying low ever again. (laughs) After what they did. It was a second-round pick in David Johnson, right? Yeah. Wide receiver in the prime of his career with probably another four to five more all-pro caliber seasons. And I just think the Texans, they have a whole new regime now. Like I don't think it's going to be buy low. I think for them it's just... They have nothing right now. They're going to look to collect as much as possible. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's a team that you you've had a hard on for the Titans the last couple of years. Absolutely, because in a world where it's all about throw the ball downfield fifty times, pass heavy, they have beaten teams via old school Smash Mouth thirteen pass attempts for Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Amazing. Um, oh, what's the what's the term? I'm already forgetting. Uh, from Mike Malarkey, was it not Smash Mouth? Ground and pound? No. Oh, what's Smash Mouth? Yeah, Smash Mouth was football. It Smash? He had a term. They had a term, Mike Malarkey. Uh, Mike Malarkey was one of the most conservative head coaches either. Uh, ever, excuse me. Um, oh, man. 
it was a hilarious term too, and people were making fun of it for it. And then next thing you know, the Titans are winning playoff games because they're running the ball thirty times. Oh, how am I playing on this? <laughs> Yo, Marky ball? No, there's there's an article that came up. Twenty nine Mike Malarkey iconic quotes. I told you he has a lot. Oh, this is, see, we're never gonna find it now because he's so old school and like it was so shocking for Bro, him. Bro, what? This is hilarious. Oh man, does they talk about his running game, like his true run first philosophy? Yo, these are great. Rattle yeah. off a few. Um. We appreciate everything these coaches have done in terms of their time and efforts and sacrifices, especially taking away from their families. At least it's one step in the right direction of turning the franchise around. If it'll put everybody at ease, I'm going to start Kelly next week against the Raiders. I don't know why that one is on there. I don't don't know what this Titans fan blog is, but... uh. It is time for a change and taking another step in not one direction, but the right direction. (laughs) Uh, all right, I forgot what the term is, but basically the Titans, I just appreciated the Titans for being very old school in an era where everyone's about throwing the ball. I thought it was really cool what they did beating the Ravens, uh, beating the Patriots through just pretty much we're going to ride Derrick Henry, and if you don't stop him, that's too bad. Patting so, myself on the back. I told you guys, money line those games. There you go. So I just and I just think Mike Vrabel, I think he's a very likable coach. It's just the Titans to me one of them were fun just unorthodox teams and then now they get the king himself julio jones Julio, like it's it there's a lot to be excited about i don't look you could tell me okay defense is questionable look it's been questionable but they've won the afc south they've been a very good team so they're competing so now given they made the trade i think bud dupree's damn good signing uh we'll see about norris jenkins i wish it was four years ago i'd be a lot more excited but I'm feeling the Titans. I don't know. There's a cap there, but they're going to make people... They're going to intimidate teams. To me, there isn't a better trio from a running back to wide receiver standpoint. No question. Yeah. Not up for the base. Like, I love Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Thielen. You're not coming close to what the no, Titans No, 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 no. So, yeah, I'm buzzing about the Titans, man. The beanie will be ready. Okay, so they're the favorite to win the division. Especially after the Carson Wentz news. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's fair. That's appropriate. Um, the issue that I have with the Titans is not so much the defensive concerns because I do think they're going to be playing with leads Mm -hmm. because of just like, bro, I was the moment that you lost Corey Davis Mm -hmm. and Jonu Smith. Thank God I didn't put these bets in, Mm -hmm. but I was ready to put up like Patreon money, (laughs) ask for money from friends to Uh bet all AJ Brown props over Uh catches, touchdowns, receiving yards, lead the league. Like, they lost 52% of their targets. Absolutely, yeah. And then they get Julio. I still think A.J. Brown is going to have a juggernaut kind of season. And now, my big concern, if I'm a Titans fan, is none of these guys can get hurt. Because they are very top-heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, I don't know who their backup running back is. I don't know who the backup running back is. Yeah. Josh Reynolds is the number three. Yeah. And then you got uh, Khalif Raymond, who yeah. just, like, does – if he's still there. Um, but it's just – like, it's great. No debate. The best trio in football. Mm-hmm. And you got a quarterback in Tannehill, who I've always been a fan of. Yeah. He's productive. You know, I, I, he's not someone that's going to 
Always still headlines. He's not going to make that wow throw, but he is very efficient. Let's start off with the addition. Is it Julio for you? It has to be. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't, there wasn't anyone that really stood out. Like, I like Bud Dupree. I think Marvin Jones at Jacksonville is quietly a very good mm-hmm, move. Mm-hmm. I think he could do some serious damage there with Trevor. But, you know, Julio Jones, we're talking about game-changing talent. And I'm just fascinated by, like, what do you do in the red zone against the Titans? You have a running back that good luck trying to bring him down with one person. You have A.J. Brown, who's just a monster in the red zone. Now you have Julio, who's for years been able to command double coverage and create openings. Like In the red zone, I, like they were like already, I believe, second last year with Arthur Smith. I could easily see them being the best team in the red zone, conversion-wise. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Khalif Raymond is on the Lions, by the way. Okay. So that proves my point even more that I have no idea who they're They don't have Adam Humphreys anymore. No. So right now, the starters are A.J. Brown, Julio, then Josh Reynolds, and then is Chester Rogers, Nick Westbrook, Akinney, Des Fitzpatrick, Marcus Johnson, Cody Hosteller. Okay, not ideal. Joe Bear after Joe Bear (laughs) after the juggernauts, the 11 boys. Um, okay, I did not pick Julio for this. Who are we going here? Trevor Lawrence. That's a great pick. The Jacksonville Jaguars are my favorite first to worst bet to make this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not picking them to win the division. Mm-hmm. Gambling purposes. They're 9-1 to one to win the AFC South. We know automatically they're not going to be the worst team in that division. The Houston Texans yeah. got that. Trevor Lawrence is has been this generation's version of Andrew Luck. Like dudes knew this guy was going to be the chosen one from high school. I always talk about the Elite Eleven when Trent Dilfer had him. He's like, "Oh, Trevor, Trevor, come throw this post route." He's like, "Oh, Trevor, Trevor." He's foaming at the mouth and shit. He has a fucking semi. He's like, "Oh, Trevor, you throw a great fade, man. Oh boy, Clemson's going to be happy to have you." So he goes to Clemson and he has, you know, wins a national championship, Heisman finalist, the whole nine. And this dude is just solid. He was such a like, no one talked about him coming into the draft because it was such a layup that he was gonna be number one. It's like let's not sing his praises. Let's talk about Justin Fields and Zach Wilson and Trey, and, Lance. And Trey Lance and all these other guys. Let's not even worry about Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of guy who a couple of years from now you could be looking at the Jaguars as a 
team that you take serious if this guy pans out. Especially, I think they could attract free agents. That too, yeah. right? How many guys are going to be taking less money to go maybe chase a ring if this yeah. dude turns out to be everything that we're making him out to be? Right. Which is crazy to think about the Jaguars, but this is what happens when you find a franchise caliber guy. Dude, what were the Chiefs all these years? They were a very okay, make the playoffs mm-hmm. often, yeah. bounced in the first round. Yeah. If you win a wild card they game, attracting big time. Talent. Yeah, same as the Bills. But you knew that there was levels to your ceiling. You knew right. that no matter what, with Alex Smith and all the other guys that were there prior to Mahomes, it was you're going to get there. And yeah, you might win a wild card game or some shit, but then you're going to get a, spanked by Pittsburgh and New a, England. There's a ceiling. There's a ceiling, right? And now all of a sudden it's like, yo, mm. Mahomes and shit. Buffalo now with mm. Josh Allen. What was New England before Brady? Yeah, players want to go there now, yeah. right? So I think Trevor Lawrence going there, man, my number one addition, without a doubt. And I think from a betting standpoint, every year there's a team that goes from either worst to first or, or worst to a playoff appearance. The AFC is not exactly a juggernaut either. No. And I'm a little bit more concerned than what you seem to be about Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Now this injury to Carson Wentz, I think that kind of just eliminates the Colts for me. Mm-hmm. But... I think Trevor Lawrence, man, something special is going to go down in Jacksonville. We'll be talking about the Jaguars. Maybe next year, Trevor Lawrence, I'm talking about that year two leap MVP kind of candidate, you know? But for now, Marvin Jones there, DJ Chark, yeah. James Robinson, Travis Etienne. Yeah. I think I think this is going to be a, a LaVisca Chenault, who yeah. was every fantasy football Roto World experts darling mm-hmm. last year. They they got some They got some talent there, man. Yeah. They do. I'm, I'm definitely intrigued by it. Did you like that pro-Jaguars talk right there? Yeah. Hey, look, there's <laughs> reason to. Like like you mentioned, like besides luck, when's the last time quarterbacks have been so highly tied like this? So, no, the hype is real. I think it's just a matter of, okay, the roster still has ways to go, particularly defensively, and we don't know really what to make of Urban Meyer. But in terms of the raw actual talent, like Trevor is the real deal. Think about this, too. Last year's class, 2019, mm-hmm. Burrow, Herbert, Tua. A lot of people were saying if Lawrence was eligible, he'd go number one. Uh, I think about how highly we think of those guys. Yeah. Tua, a partic- you know, particular Burrow. Burrow and, yeah. and how I feel about Herbert yeah. and Herbert breaking the record last year yeah. for rookie touchdowns. So this is this is a crazy get for the Jaguars, man. Absolutely. Subtraction. It was a bit of a challenge. I did a lot of research. Ultimately came up with J.J. Watt. I just think I like that. I just think he was the centerpiece of that defense. Even though he's aging a little bit, he's still a force to be reckoned with. You still saw him wrecking backfields. Like Jay Watts, look out, still play. What about care. face of the franchise, yeah. leader? Also, guy's been there for close to a decade. Right. Turned down for what the the little John song. Uh-huh. The crowd goes crazy and shit. Right. Even though they weren't really going crazy too much last year because yeah. they gave up thirty points a game. But <laughs> he was in that ridiculous draft class. Like he's done a lot. So. 2011. JJ, why was it the 2011 draft class? Bro, dude. Our now you're going to look this up. Yeah, listen. Folks, that draft class might be the best ever. That's like the 2003 NBA draft. Cam, Von Miller, Marcel Darius, AJ Green, Peterson, Julio, Alden Smith, Jake Locker, Tyron Smith, Blaine Gabbert. Now, look at some of the names in the first round, that became studs, right? Mm-hmm. J.J. Watt, Robert Quinn, Mike Pouncey, Ryan Kerrigan, uh, Super Bowl champion Prince of Mucamara, thank mm-hmm. you, Anthony Costanzo, Cameron Jordan. 
Ooh, Cameron Jordan. I forgot. Mark Ingram, Cameron Hayward. Just pro bowler after pro bowler. Kyle Rudolph, Torrey Smith, okay. Rodney it, Hudson. It, it simmered down a little bit after that. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Still, still high, a lot of high-quality talent. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. first round is... Yeah. And even, even some of the names that I didn't mention ended up playing in the league for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's... James Carpenter was there for a while. Adrian Claiborne, mm-hmm. Corey uh, Leggett, Nate yeah. Solder, my boy. <laughs> but uh, okay, so JJ Watt, right? Yeah, I, I, th- I just think it has to be JJ Watt. There's no one for- that really stood out in this division. Yeah. Like if if Tennessee didn't get Julio, Corey Davis would have been a strong pick, but mm. not so much now. And I wasn't going to go John Smith. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I went a little bit different. Um, for me. My subtraction was a coach, and I think Arthur Smith. That's a good one. Leaving is because I struggle with a player, mm-hmm. and uh, Impy kind of inspired me to go coaches because for all his subtractions and additions, it's been coaches. I was like, oh, so you don't think no players have made an impact? But <laughs> old I, school mind, <laughs> yeah. I uh, look, man. The you mentioned their red zone offense last mm-hmm. year. It's consistently been good, mm-hmm. and he's not there anymore. So, do we still think the same? of derrick henry in this offense mm-hmm. i don't know i think it's fair to wait and see now mm-hmm. because we've seen when new coordinators come in it's not exactly sunshine and rainbows it takes a little bit mm-hmm. of time for teams to get acclimated to this new system i mean you would know this too with the yeah. falcons Kyle like, shan to see sarkeesian was yeah quite the regression huge mm-hmm. huge so to me, that's the that's the subtraction to see what that offense is going to look like now without him over there I think Will Fuller is also a good one, too. That's not a good one, yeah. Especially what he meant to Watson. Great, after. They always had great chemistry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember his splits being wild for Watson. When mm-hmm. Fuller was in the lineup, he'd score like 12 more fantasy points a game. and His QBR was like 25 points more. Dude, he knows how to take a top off of defense. He does. Yeah. He does. I'm fascinated to see what happens with him in, in uh, Miami. Yeah. Patreon roll call. Shouts to Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson. Derek Pleates, Devin Rendon, Corey Johnson Hoops, and Ryan Pisner. Shout out to all the members of the Patreon. Your merch should either be there or on the way. And also, Daniel Gibson, you joined the Supermax, the $40 tier, so you will be getting a item soon as well. Remember, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. If you become an annual pledge for a whole year, you will get free merch items depending on what the tier is. And if you join the $40 tier, even if it's a one-off, you will get a free merch item. We're doing it right this time. So thank you and congrats. Okay, Alan. Storyline. I personally kind of want to skip over this because my storyline was Watson, and we spent a lot of time on Watson earlier in the pod. Oh, mine was different. Okay, so so uh, I'll, I'll speak on my behalf. Okay. It was It's the whole Watson yeah. situation because I think that dude is that, that good. Okay. And... Not knowing what's going to happen with him. I mean, just rewind this pod back. You can yeah. get, get my. I think even some of Watson plays have season, I, I just don't think they're competitive. Like, right. They'll be, be competitive games that we saw last year. And the roster has somehow even gotten worse over the past all season. Um, I think the storyline's easy. It has to be what's going on in Indianapolis. Like, how are they going to adjust? Will they trade for Nick Foles? Will they go with Jacob Eason? Uh, how much of a loss is Quinn Nelson going to be? Yo, if the Colts get Nick Foles. For the love of God, I would probably retire if I'm Carson Wentz. It's like I can't escape this guy anywhere I go. <laughs> I just can't escape him. Yeah, he 
I I'm know, obviously kidding, but like, yeah, what are no, the odds, I'm bro? Just, with Nick Foles, like, I know he has the chemistry with Frank Wright, but he, when it comes to quarterbacks, I'm not, I don't think there's many more uninspiring quarterbacks than Nick Foles. I've never gone. I just, I know he had the two games, fantastic. He had a great year with Chip Kelly, but Nick Foles has consistently underwhelmed over the course of his career, wherever he's been. And I'm just, I'm tired of, like, you give credit where it's due, but don't. I'm not buying into any talk that he's going to be some massive upgrade. Okay, he might bring some sort of stability. Like, okay, he's has years of experience compared to someone like a Jacob Eason who wasn't highly touted coming out of college. But uh, I think the Colts, they'd be better off maybe trying to get Marcus Mariota if they can. I don't know what the Raiders would ask for, but I think that could be a oh, – I think that's much more of a sign where it's like, okay. Because at this point, how much can you really trust Carson once? Mm. He's calling for the worst year of his career. To me, I thought he was probably the worst quarterback in the league last year. Like he was appallingly bad. Got pulled as he should have. So, to me, I would like to see them try to shoot more for say than a Nick Foles. But then again, it's August. Like, what quarterback can you really get at this point? So, but but also like you also look at Quinn Nelson's a huge. Well, he's like that's their tone setter right there. He's someone that's played at all pro level since he's gone into the league. And if he's not the same. That's a huge concern because the Colts offense line, they've, they've had some moving pieces over the past year or two. So for offense that isn't doesn't necessarily have a lot of talent, I think they rely more on um, scheme or play design rather than, say, talent. I think losing Wentz and Nelson's a huge concern. And at this point now you have to – I don't know, you really have to question them. And I just think they're kind of storyline because people really were picking them as like a dark horse this mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like – can they win six, seven games? Nick Foles. Yeah. In the last seven years, has been on five different teams, two of which he's been to twice. Philly twice. Mm-hmm. Kind of tells you everything we need to know about Nick Foles. Yeah. So, a couple names off the top of my head. Jimmy G. It could work. I don't know what the cap situation is, though. Mm-hmm. Because I heard that be mentioned. I was thinking of like backup quarterbacks that we've seen start. And Maybe. and thing is, the Colts, they are very cautious when it comes to trades. They are, they, you notice, they don't make many big free agent signs. They make trades in drafts. Yeah, obviously, the Buckner trade was big. Right. But and that, but that was a legit too. gamer. Yeah. Like, I think they know it when the time is right, they'll capitalize on it. Right. But I think with Garoppolo, 49ers are going to get every ounce out of that. Yeah. So, I don't know. What about a dude like... There's really no one. <laughs> this is going to sound legendary, but like... You know who I kind of liked? And if you look at his numbers, they were better than Daniel Jones. Gardner Minshew wasn't the worst. I don't think the Jaguars would trade within division. But it wouldn't be... No, uh, he's All decent, right. yeah. Trade for, like, Jameis? I don't think the Saints are going to do that. Yeah. yeah I, think just... I think at this point, Mariota would be the best case. Mm-hmm. That's... But yeah, to me that's just a storyline because the Colts coming off last year, they're starting to get momentum, and now it's just you rely on Frank Reich heavily once again. Drew Locke, Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke, bro, my dude balled out in that playoff game against the Bucks. Yeah, we had one game. So did Jeff Hosseller. Won the Super Bowl with the Giants in '91. Oh. Okay, that's a hell of a name. <laughs> I only know I'm going to exactly. assume 80 percent of the audience had no idea who that was. My boy, Smoking Jeff, baby. All right, let's go to 
players to watch. I'm going to pick a Colt, especially now with this news. Mm -hmm. I thought he was special coming out of college. I love Jonathan Taylor. And Marlon Mack coming off an Achilles. He looks pretty explosive in camps for some of the videos that I've watched. But Jonathan Taylor, I think, is a top 8 to 10 running back in the league. Can be a bell cow. He was that in Wisconsin. Colts love to run the ball. I think he's going to have a monster second season. Because if you remember, this was a dude who was dropped in some fantasy leagues. This was a dude who uh, Naheem Hines was having big games. And then um, uh, Wilkins. And then finally they let Jonathan Taylor run wild. And he had like a 200-yard game also. I think Jonathan Taylor is in line to have a good season. I was expecting a great season from him if Carson Wentz was going to be at the helm because of how this offense was going to look. But for me, it's it's Jonathan Taylor as a player to watch. Yeah. He's, man, that second half of the season last year, they were really riding him, and he delivered for the most part. He's a little bit capped. He's not that, he doesn't have good hands, so he, I think he's more of like a traditional powerhouse back rather than you know all three down purpose back. But, you know, they got Hines. Hines could definitely do a job as a receiving option. So um, You actually said mine before. I love LaVisha Chenault. Chenault. I, I am very curious to see how they're going to utilize him in the second year because with Urban Meyer, I think he has to see Chenault's skill set and be like, oh, wow, I could get I could do way more with this guy compared to what Doug Marone did. Because Chenault, he wasn't just – he's just not a, a normal receiver. Like you could use him as a backfield. You could use him on reverses. You could get very creative with him. And I think he – has some experience as a QB as well. So mm -hmm. maybe do some wildcat. I'm like, he's just one of those receivers where you use him as like a gadget weapon and you can run a lot of trick plays with him. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Like after the catch, like you saw a couple games this year, he was breaking tackles like crazy. I think there's a crazy touchdown against the Vikings. I recall he, he's a fun player. I'm not sure how many targets he didn't get because there's a lot of competition there, but a player with his skill set. I think Urban Meyer's going to realize, okay, we have to get the most out of him. So whether it's eight to ten touches a game, whether it be handoffs or targets, we'll see. But he's someone I would definitely monitor. 58 catches, 600 yards, five touchdowns his rookie year. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad for a guy who, like, didn't play much either. You know, only started 12 games. By the way, Jonathan Taylor, where do you think he finished in rushing last year? I'll say ninth. Shockingly. He came on strong. Third. Wow, okay. Which, think about that. He came on strong at the yeah. end. Like, the last eight games is really where he put up the majority of his production. So, finishing third, you know, 1,169 yards. Yeah, you run 200 yards on one game. That's going to boost you up. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you remember that year Doug Martin scored, like, 68 oh, fantasy rookie, points rookie, against the Raiders? Rookie year Doug Martin was one of my favorite players. And then it turned out uh, the next year he was going, like, his ADP was like 15, 16. He was going high in drafts. But then if you really looked into the numbers, I think it was like 57% of his fantasy stats came in like two and a half games. Mm -hmm. So it was very misleading. Man. You know, like even Alvin Kamara, right? Kamara had that one six-touchdown game last year. And it's like, yo, that's six touchdowns in one game against your Vikings. No, I was in the championship, man. I was oh. going, I went up someone that had Kamara and Diggs. They beat me in like 234 to 168. Jesus. It was, I was just like. But you know what? That's good, I'll though. Take, it, I'll take the runner-up money. 
like, but yo, it's, it, I I would prefer being put out my misery. I guess, early. but the issue is like it's Christmas. Like that game happened on Christmas. So it was the fir- <laughs> it was literally the first day of that weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and now I'm just like wow. I had Dalvin Cook, he had Alvin Kamara. I thought it was gonna be really fun seeing our two of our you know top picks going <laughs> back and forth, and now it's already over. Yo, Josh was miserable because he had Kamara and he didn't have a good season. Like after Breeze kind of got hurt and they were doing the Taysom Hill stuff. And and then Josh misses, doesn't get to the finals, and then Kamara has the six touchdowns. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, All right, man. This was uh, honestly... This is the longest one we've done so far, and it's on a division that I'm the least yeah. interested in. Like, I'm not even sold on the Titans, but there's a lot of fun and stuff. I don't even feel like we talked about the Titans as much. I guess just Deshaun Watson provokes a lot of uh, discussion. Jaguars, 2025 Super Bowl champs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to clip this, maybe post this in a couple of years there if you it go. comes into fruition. Alan, where can they find you if they want to contact you? Alan Sturk, A-L-E-N-S-T-R-K. At the Lamb Show, as you can find me, at Veterans Minimum, as you can find the show. Check out the Patreon, some exclusive content on there, and we will catch you guys next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.